0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of Kulke. i I'm Nimrit, it's Harpo, (laughs) and I'm Simran. And today's topic is going to be about generations. How different are we really? And uh, this is how this whole podcast idea got started. Uh, My kids were hanging out with their friends one day and I just wandered downstairs in the room that they have and I was just so interested (laughs) to find out about their lives and you know what they're thinking and I mentioned this crazy idea and to my surprise Harpo was like, yeah, let's do it. And so here we are talking about these things. And so I'm really interested, uh, you know, for each one of us to even talk about what do we even mean? So the question is, what does that mean to your generation? And how do you experience generational differences? I think
1: for me, it's, and we've talked about this, it's differences and similarities. I think it's about I th- immediately when you say generations like I think of relationships mm-hmm. I think of the relationships you have with different people in your lives, I think of like how each person on either side of that relationship has a certain perspective because of how they grew up, whatever, blah 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 and then how you coexist together and what that in between is that's what I think of
2: mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> generation for me is, I feel like the word disconnect comes up for me a lot mm-hmm. um, we're so disconnected with Uh, one another because i think we're constantly misunderstanding each other so i know there's the excuse of like okay so and so doesn't understand this because they're from a different generation or um we just won't ever get it because we're from a different generation so when i think of that when i think of the word generations and you asked that question in the beginning like how different are we really i think that that word different is key and the disconnect is key um, and that's just how I experience that
0: that, that idea of generations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think for me, it's... I continually feel like I'm out of step with the world. Mm-hmm. Because the world belongs to the young, that's what I believe. And so, what do you have? Instagram, Facebook, all these kinds of things. And really, I don't have Instagram and I don't have Facebook. So I feel out of step with this world. Mm-hmm. I'm you know, using quote marks here. And so then... I really feel different. And I don't even know what's going on in your heads, in my own children's heads. I mean, we talk about things, but we don't talk about really deep Mm -hmm. questions and answers. And it's all very on the surface, I think. And so, yeah, so that's, that's the thing.
2: I think it's funny when you mentioned, um, I was thinking this in my head when you said you don't have Facebook and Instagram and I was thinking, wow, I really envy Simran because she'll never have a friend request from her mom that, or like, <laughs> uh, like a follow request on Instagram because if that <laughs> happened to me, I would be like, oh my God. But, and, but then I started to think, started to think about like, okay, is it really that bad though? Is it really that bad if I have my mom or dad add me on Facebook funny story actually my dad made facebook and i was the one who sent him a friend request after a month of him having facebook because he just didn't add me and so i mean is it really that bad if we like have our parents on instagram and I don't facebook know, like you had a facebook
1: mom but then like
2: and i had to like make it for
1: you and then you got freaked out and like was like i don't want this and like deleted it mm-hmm. but yeah that was that's interesting that you say that because it was like really involved in, like, helping her set it up, and I was like, I'll be your friend, and, like, this is how it works, and, like, but then there's other people, like, other family members that I'm like, I don't want them to follow my Instagram. Yeah, but, like, definitely. like, you get scared about thinking about that, but you're right, like, is it really a big deal? And I think over time, I don't care as much. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was a really big deal when you were younger, like, oh, you got to keep it on private and, like, hide from these yeah. people, and, like, you know, or you block how people, what people can see. Like, yeah. I know that was a thing before, but, like, no, I just don't care. It's, like... I don't know. What did we even have to be ashamed about? Or, like, what were we trying to hide or, like, felt, like, so misunderstood? Is it the word? Like, mm-hmm. do you feel like they're going to misunderstand what it
2: is? for me, like, I know I send my mom all my pictures before I, like, or the ones that I have posted on Facebook. Like, if I'm going out and I'm wearing, like, a skirt and a crop top, it's not like my mom hasn't, A, seen the outfit in person and, B, hasn't seen that picture on, in, like, that I posted on Instagram. But something about still having my parents in my social space is, is like still a frightening concept to me. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the same for you, auntie, as you know, a mu- as a parent. I don't know if that's something that you are okay with being in your ch- children's
0: social circle or not. I don't, I don't know. Well, I just think that we're a product of our environment. So mm-hmm. I grew up, when I grew up, there was no Facebook, no Instagram, no internet, no cell phones. And so we just had a different way of conversing with our friends and hanging out with our friends. And um, I grew up in a different country as well, it was just a different life and nowadays when I see what my children are going through, I can't actually imagine what their life is like because I haven't grown up the way they have with their uh, like influences, the peer pressure, the peer group, I didn't have any of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's why I think I feel that I don't know them really that well because they live in the future and I think I kind of live in the past. because. That was my upbringing and, and that's how I think and I think a lot of the times I feel like I want to check with them what is it okay to, for us to talk about even I don't know because mm-hmm. I want to have an open okay, I want to have an open conversation with them but mm-hmm. are they even available already mm-hmm. for me to talk about certain things with them and do they want to talk about certain things with me I think what
2: I want to ask you in, in that response is though do you think that generational difference is because you guys have a relationship of mother and daughter or is it because of the way that you exist, I guess, in different worlds? Because I think a lot of times when we think about generational differences, it's like, well, of course I'm not going to be able to relate to my mom or dad because they're my mom and dad. They're not my friend. Um, Do you think that that generational difference comes up because of that relationship? Or in your case, what I'm hearing is that it's actually external factors that cause that generational difference.
0: I don't think it's just an exter- external factors. Okay, so this is what I think the differences are. I think we have different ways of viewing the world. Mm-hmm. We have different values, I think. I'm not judging whether they're good or bad. Yeah. Right? Just different values,
1: mm-hmm. different
0: things that we hold dear. And I don't want to judge yours, like mm-hmm. what you hold dear, and mm-hmm. I don't want you to judge mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's actually what the differences are. It's just that. It's just certain things I just don't think about in the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't think the way you think about them is wrong. So, for example, like, just a really simple question we can ask each other is, what are some things that you think that you can't talk to your parents about? Mm-hmm. Or someone from another generation? So what are some, some of those?
1: Oh, I think it's interesting that you talk about that you, like, don't know what you can talk about with us. It's like, when I'm listening to you say that, I'm like, I don't think that there's, I always almost want, almost want to say that, like, maybe you're overthinking it, because I don't even think that there's something that you can't say, or that there, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I understand what you mean about the, the social space, and, like, that you you feel outside of the... Con- bubble. Yeah, outside of the bubble of whatever, and I, and I get that, and I think we do sometimes have conversations about, like, social media or whatever, and we talk about things like that, but I don't think that there's anything that you...
0: I don't know. Okay, so just l- let me ask the question again. What are some things yeah. that you don't think you can talk to your parents about? Sex. <laughs> yeah. And w- and what I feel is, why not? Right? Why not? And why isn't it talked
1: about? It's kind of like, oh, I saw I read something and it was like it was like a meme or something on Facebook or Instagram, Facebook, Instagram. You go on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, who goes on Facebook? God damn. Um that was like Your parents, something like your parents don't want you to talk about sex ever, and then suddenly the next second they want, they're asking for grandkids. grandkids. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so weird, because that's, like, how you feel. Like, I think I felt that a little bit, or I knew that people around me felt that, like, where you can't date boys, and suddenly you graduate from college, and they're like, when are you getting married? Like, I felt that from people Mm -hmm. in my family or people you know and like it's just such a weird thing because it's like you're not allowed to talk about it and then suddenly something happens or your age gets a certain age or whatever and suddenly you're expected to already know all the answers and have produced an outcome like you're supposed to know the answers about all those things already be in a relationship and found the person that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with and then get married right away Mm -hmm. like I mean there's a lot of expectations and assumptions there on like whether that's the right thing for you to do or what you want to do in life but like that's how what I've seen it's so interesting because like where's the conversation part where are you learn aside from school where are you getting your sexual education from or your any of that stuff like where Mm -hmm. are you learning about how to date what to look for in a person
2: what you want what like you know those are the kinds
0: of conversations I think that you should
2: be able to have is I guess what I was thinking about when you asked that question is and I'm the one who said sex just a little bit earlier by the way (laughs) but I think um I think that that's something that I can't Talk about, but that's not necessarily true because as I'm sitting here, I'm a little triggered because I'm remembering me having a conversation with my mom about sex two times in my life. The first one was when it was my friends were over and she was talking about this idea of like virginity, and then another time actually was really funny. I was my mom and I were at a hall party together, and um, I take birth control for health reasons, and so like she was sitting there, and then like my alarm went off, and then I like took the pill, and then that kind of like initiated a conversation. And I think my mom and I at that random hall party had such a beautiful, transparent conversation about sex where I was able to say this following sentence to my mom where women are told not to find pleasure in sex. And maybe that's why you have such a negative connotation about sex. And that's why maybe you don't understand that it can be for pleasure for women. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was really brave and bold and I completely understand that you know that is like maybe six steps ahead of what some of our listeners are able to talk about with their parents Um, but I felt like in that interaction I didn't feel I mean initially I did feel judgment from my mom and I did feel like you know her her thinking whoa, you're so advanced. I I felt that initially, but I feel like when I dialed down that conversation and made it relevant for her, I think she really understood where I was coming from. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that interaction between my mom and I would have happened if I would have thrown up my hands in the air and been like, well, everyone in my generation has sex before marriage. And she said, well, everyone in my generation only had sex after marriage. I think that that polarization, which that we're talking about in this podcast Mm -hmm. of like, that doesn't exist. It's a spectrum. I feel like my mom and I were kind of existing on that spectrum close to one another, maybe yeah. not on the exact same dial of that spectrum, but very, very close to one another. And yeah. so when you're asked, what are some things we can't talk about? I think it just goes down to like, what are we fearful of even starting? It's that initial yeah. start of the conversation. That's really, really scary. But I feel mm-hmm. like once you start to hash it out, it's, it's really not that scary.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's the assumptions that come along from both sides of like, Like, you know, that the other person's not going to hear you or not going to get you. And I think... They're
0: going to judge you. And they're going to
1: judge you, just like what you said before. But it's like, if you remove those assumptions on both sides and you both acknowledge, like, Mm -hmm. let's just... Or... And maybe it doesn't have to be out in the open, but, like, just the way you set the tone in the conversation. If you're afraid of doing it, like, you know, just start with a... Let's just see where we can meet mm. towards the middle somewhere. Yeah. And actually, just
0: let's get curious. What is your thinking on this subject? Ask questions. Ask questions. Yeah. Ask these the questions. Instead and of just stating statements of like, this is what this I believe is the way it and should this be. is how it happens. And yeah. I want you to believe the same thing as yeah, me. So because for me, it's never been about having my children believe what I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's been about, I know I have certain beliefs. I can't help it. That's how I was brought up. And, mm-hmm. you know, like. When I grew into an adult, I I had my own thinking. But there's just certain things I believe in life, and that's just the way I am. Mm -hmm. But you get to pick yours. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, as a parent, what are the things that I'm always concerned about? It's always the same. I'm just concerned about safety. Mm -hmm. I'm just concerned about that you're living the fullest life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want, not what other people feel you want, peer pressure, or other things. I just want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I cannot dictate your happiness is if you get married at 25 or whatever. And I mm-hmm. can't dictate your happiness mm-hmm. as if you have a career. Yeah. But are you being curious about those kinds of things? And
1: mm-hmm. I think that's an important place to start too. It's like you just start it at that point of, you know, I know you are interested in our safety, our happiness, mm-hmm. and what was the other one? <laughs> Fulfilled life. Fulfilled life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like. Most parents would probably want those things for their kids. So if mm-hmm. you start it from there and you say, look, I'm being safe or I'm and I'm doing what makes me happy and I'm doing what I think is good for me and I value your input and I value your opinion because you're my parent. But also give me the space to like live my own life. Make your own decisions. And make my own decisions. Yeah.
0: So another example is, you know, I know in our cultures, in the Punjabi culture, there's a lot written or talked about going out, mm-hmm. right, you know, what's right, what's wrong. And I like dating in, well not even dating just going out there's this huge thing about
1: oh you mean like like, going like out, you know
0: so so being social when my social kids were, were young you know the, I gave them the downstairs and they had a back door they could leave anytime they wanted I would never know because I was upstairs yeah. so many people told me that that was the wrong thing to do mm-hmm. that you know you're not going to know when your kids are out of the house or when yeah. they're in the house yeah. and as far as I was concerned like what am i going to do if i yeah. lock the downstairs or something they're going to sneak out anyway so i'd rather have it be up front yeah so you could go out you were old enough i just need you to, to know when you're going to be back mm-hmm. and how are you getting back mm-hmm. yeah. you know make sure you have enough money for a taxi definitely yeah so how was a it certain, for you
1: yeah like that mutual trust
2: yeah i think what? that safety was also a big concern that my parents had i know my parents would often say to me it's not that we don't trust you. It's that we just don't trust the world. Um, so that's, I, I completely understand where you're coming from when you say safety. But I, I kind of want to backtrack and ask you a question about that is, did you ever relay that to your kids though? Like that this is where I was coming from? And I mean, maybe Simran can also answer this question too. Like, did your mom relay that to you? Because I feel like this goes back to my... My initial idea of generations is that disconnect right like there's tons of times where I've asked my dad something and he'll say no and I will have to ask him 10 times why and even then I won't get an answer and I find that a lot of kids can probably relate to that it's like you know your parents either don't have an explanation or they don't want to give you one because that's the final word where it's like it's no and it might just be coming from a very genuine place of hey I don't think that this situation is safe for you um but do, I don't know if that if that yeah. connection between why and what for, for for what reason ever even happens for everyone in their relationship mm-hmm. with their parents
1: and it, it and the assumptions tie into that too it's like the assumption is that I can't give you an answer because then we're gonna have to have a discussion about it but I just know this is the right decision for you and blah blah blah, blah. and then it just like defeats the purpose of even asking the question. But I totally get what you mean. So did you I have feel the like,
0: impression we, uh, that it was safety concerns?
1: Yeah, I remember. And when you said, first mentioned the word safety, I remember us being in the car one day and you being in, like, there was a thing we always used to say, like, safety was first. Mm-hmm. And then your health. And then something else. Like, there was <laughs> those family. Thing, and then family. It was those three things. And I don't remember why I remember it sitting in the car and I'm sitting in the back seat, and we're talking about it, but I had this, like, vision of it in my head. But, yeah, I, I think that in the back of my head, I always knew that safety was important. I think I... I think everybody kind of goes through a bit of, like, a tumbly thing when you're a teenager and your brain's rewiring and you don't know what the hell's going on, but Mm -hmm. you're trying to figure it out. And I, I think when I was in high school, I mean, you're pretty open. We've always had an open relationship. I've been able to talk to you about stuff. But I had friends or, like, people in my social circle who openly talking to each other about like my peers talking to each other about how they had to hide things from their parents and oh where did you tell your mom or what did you tell your dad like how come you're here how did, like what was your excuse kind of thing right and then I was like well do I need to be giving excuses like and that's what I started doing I started but adopting I the same never behavior. asked you
0: to yeah. exactly
1: and we never had a relationship where I had to like you never said to me you can't go out here you can't unless because I was never I mean I never made, like, super crazy. I was kind of a bit sheltered and, like, a bit of a homebody. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know, when I did want to go out, Mom was excited about me wanting to go and hang out with my friends. So, you know, we never had... She's leaving the cave. (laughs) Right? Like, we never had a relationship where you told me not to do something before I even asked, right? So then suddenly, because I guess maybe we didn't have that conversation or I felt like I needed to be doing what other kids were doing, like, I just started doing the same thing. And then Mm -hmm. it took, like, a few couple of years for me to realize, hang on, I can just tell you where I'm going mm-hmm. and I can just tell you what's going on. It's
2: fine. It's funny and that nothing's you... Nothing's going to happen. It's funny that you mentioned like having to hide things and, you know, that happening in high school. And I feel like now as a 22-year-old, I still have people in my life who hide things from their parents or have feel like they're hiding certain things. Like I know for me too, like if I've gone out a lot in a week, if I'm going to go out on a certain day, I, I'll maybe hide that. I'll maybe hide that I'm going here today just for the sake of like not really getting like a certain impression from my parents but I think um, like that's my question is like why do we feel like we need to hide things from our parents like what kind of an environment uh, causes that like why why do some parents need to um, have that kind of relationship with the parents and others don't like I don't think that I've ever had to hide really major things in my life like very from like from the get-go I've had a really good like relationship in the sense that I could talk about boys like even now when I go on a date I will straight up call my dad and say hey I'm going on a date with a guy um you know obviously there's still some taboo subjects but I feel like why do we feel like we can't connect to our kids our parents right like I've often heard that parents have also gone through these things as well so they understand and then if we just talk to them but what is it that keeps us back? Is it fear or like do we just don't know? We just don't know how to talk to our parents. You
1: know, I just I just I don't know what fear. it is. I think fear is a big part of it. I think I don't know, I'm not a parent, but I feel like maybe it's fear
0: and it's assumptions why your friends and... not? When, why were your friends not able to tell their parents where they really were?
1: I that's why I'm saying fear. I think fear. Yeah, for sure. That it they was, would say no. It, yeah, they would say no or there would be judgment or there would be criticism or there would be like who, who's going to like what are people gonna say, or what are you doing, or like? There's an assumption that just because you're hanging out with your friends, that it's gonna be a bad thing, or like, and maybe it comes from parents not trusting
0: other people, like you said. I think, yeah, I think it might be. I think in the end, each parent, I think, really deep down, is concerned about safety. Yeah, totally. And many times, I think maybe parents think if we have more control. We mm-hmm. have, you know, up to the safe. they're going to be safer. Yeah. But I believe that's wrong because what happens is if you have too much control, the children are going to sneak out anyway. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is they stop telling you the truth. Yeah. So I'd rather it be out in the open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right?
1: Or just be like, you know, I'm, like you said, say no, but like give a reason. Mm-hmm. I'm saying no because I don't trust the situation or give me more information or where you're going to be like, you can do this, but I need, to, but there needs to be more transparency. Right? But also, every kid's different. Mm-hmm. Like, and every so parent's many, and different. And every parent's different. And there's so many situations. How, there's no universal solution mm-hmm. for creating a transparent relationship. And sometimes you have to go through a little bit of the bumps Definitely. in order to get out to the right place. Like, it wasn't always, like, like I was explaining, like, I, I didn't always tell you everything. And then you kind of figure it out.
2: And I think, um, just to touch on Sim's point, I think we, the three of us here, completely acknowledge and recognize that we have a sense of privilege because we have had somewhat open relationships with our either our kids or with our parents in being able to speak about these things and being open with them and but then there's tons of people who maybe don't have that relationship maybe because it wasn't modeled to them in their own lives or that they're just they have that fear and they're scared yeah and so I mean it's not necessarily we're not saying that it's a bad thing if you've never had an open relationship with your parents or with your kids but you know in true cliche fashion that's kind of the point right is to for us as kids to be aware of where our parents are coming from and then also for the parents to understand that you are creating human beings right you're yeah. you're raising human beings you're not raising like you're you know we're not just extensions of you like mm-hmm. I mean I guess like literally yes we are extensions of you but I think in the grander scheme of things like we are going to have to live a life one day without you and yeah. you need to be able to trust us to know that the the things that you've given us are going to allow us to do that
1: yeah. it's a teaching moment as well right like that's how you learn something It's when you're explained it's
0: explained to you
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, right? yeah.
1: What and the boundaries are there, and
0: like, yeah, yeah. So I think it's 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 really simple. And so I'm going to speak from the perspective of the parent, mm-hmm. because when the children are growing, this is what happened to me. My kids were growing up. I knew everything, and they were little. They didn't even know not to touch the stove or whatever, or to run out onto the road. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a lot of teaching. That's what I was doing. And I think what happens is, like, even at the age of four, my kids chose their own clothes. Like, why do I choose your clothes? I can mm-hmm. put it in front of you. You pick. Mm -hmm. and my kids always picked to wear different colored socks (laughs) and you know inside me whenever I was out in public and my children had different colored soccer socks on or whatever inside me I used to feel oh my god people are gonna watch that and judge me as a mother who can't wash socks (laughs) the weirdest thing but it was their expression
1: Mm -hmm. so
0: I never said no to them right Mm -hmm. and if they wore some things I remember she once wore flip-flops in the winter (laughs) and she froze to death you know And then she never did that again because she learned to cover up in winter. Mm -hmm. So I think it's part of learning at a certain age to start letting go of that control from the parent side Mm -hmm. that the children have to learn. Mm -hmm. And that if parents uh, don't manage to do that, that's when we're setting ourselves up for trouble. Yeah, because
1: it's modeled so early. And everyone is a, what's that acronym thing you guys use in coaching? Like you're a wholesome
0: kid. Naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. Everybody is naturally. Can you break that down? Yeah, so this is like a foundation of coaching is when I'm coaching someone else, if there's nothing to fix in that person. There's no problem. Mm-hmm. This is a person who is naturally creative. That means they can come up with their own solutions. So should need war flip flops. She was very, very cold, and then you know, I had to actually bring her home and she never did that again. So naturally creative solving your own problems. Mm-hmm. Um resourceful. So again, inside of you are the resources. Like as a parent, I don't have to give you things. I don't have to tell you things. Allow you to come up with the answers. And then wholeness is just because one day you're feeling a bit down or one day you're feeling bullied doesn't mean that that's the kind of victim that you are for the whole of your life. You have whole parts of yourself. You can tap into them. But actually, the whole point of that is to let the control be given to the other person. Mm-hmm. Right, and if you come from that foundation, then you would trust your kids. You know, the first time Simon made eggs, <laughs> or you know, cut a carrot. Oh, the I remember. Jam. Do you remember but... the
1: jam? Jam on toast. Mama would make jam on toast, and I put the knife in the jam jar, put it on the toast, and then licked it
0: and went <laughs> put the oh, jam. my God! The knife back in the jar. It's
1: just those little things.
0: So, how do you start? How do you start a conversation with your parents or your kids? Just from wherever we are in the spectrum. Because, you know, even now with, with my two children, mm-hmm. they're 24 and 20. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could be a bit more honest with each other. We could talk more deeply about certain subjects. So what's the mm-hmm. place to start? I think giving yourself, giving, creating the space and the time to do that.
1: Because I think, like we were talking about earlier today, um, we used to have family meetings. And that was our time once a week on a Sunday or whenever day on the weekend. It was like 20 minutes, half an hour. We would just mm-hmm. sit down with a little notebook and we kept minutes and, you know, everybody got to bring up their issues <laughs> and we would talk about it. And that was, you know, worked when we were kids. And then we kind of just stopped doing it after a while. But, you know, we were talking about starting again. It's just like giving the time or setting aside the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and being like, hey, I want to talk about this stuff or let's work through these things or what,
0: whatever it is. And just start out by naming it. It's like yeah. just saying to your parents or your children, hey, I feel like, we're not so close anymore. I don't know you anymore. And how about we set aside some time just to get to know each other again?
1: Yeah, or if something's bothering you. Like, just be like, I want to set aside some time to talk about this. And it doesn't have to be a whole dramatic like. He said three she hours. Had a Three-hour conversation. It could just and if it only goes so far in the beginning, it's fine. You just figure out how to work around it and how what works for you mm-hmm. and your relationship.
2: I think it also has to come from taking responsibility and having the courage. Mm-hmm. I think. I, for a long time, blamed parents in every situation. And I thought, you know, you're the parent. And at the end of like, you know, to a certain extent, yes, you are the parent. You are responsible for fostering that kind of environment in your child's life. And, you know, you, the blueprint you give your children is the blueprint they're going to follow for the rest of their lives. But I think also parents are also parents for the first time in their mm-hmm. lives, right? I feel like I've had to learn that over the last couple of years is that, I was my parents' first child. I am their first daughter. They're, they don't have another daughter they can do it on. I mean, yes, they have another child, but, you know, he's their son, and that's different. And so a lot of times I find myself being the adult or the parent in the situation or in the house. And I think mm-hmm. I have just as much of a responsibility to my parents to start these conversations as they do with me. Totally. Um, I think their responsibility is to honor that courage of mine to bring mm-hmm. these conversations up because, you know, I, I personally think that my parents' generation, and I don't mean everybody, but I think for people who are like them of their generation, they've never been taught to talk about their feelings or to kind of unpack some of the trauma they've experienced. And I think that to really like be able to connect with one another, you have to recognize that we're not that different. You know, Sometimes mm-hmm. I talk to my mom and I talk to my dad and they've had some of the same like desires or same ambitions and dreams as me. But it's just the way that our life circumstances and like you mentioned earlier, Auntie, it's just that we exist in such different worlds that maybe the outcome is quite different. Mm-hmm. So I think just having that courage because there's too much out there in the world. There's too many things happening, you know, that we see in the news. And I mean, I'm not saying that this is the all right answer to it, but if we just have more conversations and spend more time with our family members, like if we spend more time with our parents, with our siblings um, and with your children, I think that you can prevent a million things from happening, right? Like, why do we mourn people after they've gone or after they've moved out or, you know, you haven't spoken to them in years when all it takes is just, like, that one spark in conversation to be like, hey, Mm -hmm. I I kind of sense that you're not feeling well lately or you haven't been yourself. Let's talk about it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. so just start with naming that for Mm -hmm. yourself or the other person and then just asking that question, you know, what's up, Mm -hmm. what's going on? Yeah, 100%. Do you need... Mm -hmm. And just recognizing
2: that, you know, we've said this time and time again, and I think that it deserves its emphasis that we are not as polarized as we think we are. Our parents do not exist on one side and us on the other. We're all flowing. I mean, if we start talking about it, there are certain things that I know I have a different view on, and then you know, Auntie, you might have a different view on. Yeah. Actually, there was an example of um, a scenario that we were talking about in preparation for this mm-hmm. podcast, and it was this idea of uh, girls slash women being able to drink at Indian hall parties. Mm-hmm. And so I, in my mind, think that of course women should be able to go up to the open bar. And for those of you who are listening, you know, Indian weddings, open bar, a lot of alcohol. Um, usually, like it's very male dominated. So if you're the back of the bar it's like all men drinking and it's kind kind of intimidating for women to have to go into that space and get a drink a glass of wine or whatever and you know in in the Indian culture in the Punjabi culture it's frowned upon for women to drink and so I've heard a lot of conversation recently of like well girls should be able to go up and get a drink at a hall party and for me in my mind like okay in in theory that makes sense of course women should be able to drink but I start to think and I stop and I pause and I say oh, I would never do that at a party. Like, my parents know I drink, but I don't want the rest of the band to know I also <laughs> drink. Like, they're going to be like, <laughs> right? I don't want that. And, auntie, what was your take on that? I remember it being very different than mine, and I was kind of shocked because I thought my, my idea and my opinion was a little bit more conservative than yours.
0: Yeah, because I think, for heaven's sake, <laughs> like all these people who frown and look down on things, come on, oh, children drink. And isn't it better if they drink in front of you? Isn't it better if you can have a glass of wine? Children,
1: if like you're of age. Of age? There's nothing. No, I'm not not talking
0: about underage. It's like...
2: (laughs) We do not promote underage drinking. drinking.
1: (laughs) No, it's just like you're of age and you are like legally allowed to go to the bar, but there's so much like pressure pressure to
0: not be allowed to. But I think the pressure is because even in your own family, like in your own family, forget forget about the open bar. Like if you have a Christmas dinner, if you have a dinner, Mm -hmm. do the women drink? No. And Why not? Even if I'm having a glass of wine, it's I really have to be
2: feeling tough that day, you know?
0: Seriously? And it's so, like with, with yeah. my parents,
2: it's com- 100% okay. I can drink in front of my parents, but I think in respect, out of respect for my parents... Um, I just don't want them to have to be questionable, or sorry, answerable to the others in their lives. So
0: there is an assumption. Mm-hmm. Why do they have to be answerable to other people in their lives if you have a glass of wine? That's what I'm saying. You're a normal human being. Mm-hmm. You want to have a glass of wine at a nice mm-hmm. family dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in our family, it's like, yes, just... But, you know, it's just normal. It's, and, like, you might think that it's
1: more normal in our family, but, like, it's at the beginning, true. when I first yeah. became of age, like, I still didn't have a glass of wine at our family dinners. But why? I, because I just didn't. No, I know I was, and I would say no, even if I wanted it. Like, well, why would you I say don't no? know, but I'm just saying, like, that pressure lives anywhere. Even if you are in a situation where, every, like, my other girl cousin's doing it, my mossies are doing it, like, it's fine.
2: Mm-hmm. But, like, I would still feel a bit weird, and it took a while for me to get used to it. But I think that my point of this scenario is that anyone listening would assume that auntie would be of the more conservative opinion of like, no, I, I, yes, you can drink in your own homes, but I don't think you should do that in parties and family settings. But and
1: generationally, that's what you would think. But at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, it's like,
0: you're more conservative. I'm more conservative.
2: (laughs) I would be on the, you know, spectrum, like on the, on the polarized side of no, like drinking's bad for you. Um... But it's just, it's interesting that, see, this is what it goes back to. It's that we're not actually, like, different and we're the, not...
1: and the, Or the assumptions, like, yeah. are not, like they, it's a stereotypical... It's a stereotype, right? Like you, you stereotype that the, this generation will know this and, and believe this and blah blah blah. But like, there are so many ways that they cross and intertwine, and mm-hmm. sometimes you can meet in the middle, and sometimes you're at opposite ends that you didn't even expect. Like, mm-hmm. can I
0: just say though, like the thing we're talking about here today is just the differences, the expectations for men and for women. Mm-hmm. Why As are well. there all those men standing at that bar mm-hmm. drinking, and no one even blinks an eye? Yeah, a potential podcast episode, maybe. I think so. <laughs> all right. Um, So I think what I'm also hearing from what we were saying is we have a lot of assumptions, even though we don't know. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of assumptions uh, about each other. And so one of the things you could do with your family is just start from there is to
1: Clear assumptions. Ask
0: the questions. What do you really think, dad and mom? Mm -hmm. Like, you could ask me, mom, what do you really think if I say yes to wine? Yeah, because I don't think we've ever had that conversation. Like, it's like... And I I have always thought, why wouldn't you if everyone else... Exactly. So, it's
1: like just saying that. Like, you know, would it be okay if this happened? Or what would Mm -hmm. you think about this? And if I feel this way about it, how do we navigate this together? Because at the end of the day, you're on the same side. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. You both want each other to be happy, healthy, safe, and blah, blah, blah. So... Why do you have to fight about it? Why does it have to be a conflict? It can be a place where
0: you try your best to meet in the middle or at least see each other's perspective. Mm -hmm. So I think just have a good conversation. Just Mm -hmm. ask each other those questions and go from there and then see what surprises you find. I'll be so interested to hear if you ask these questions of your parents mm-hmm. and then you found out, wow, what they're thinking is exactly what I've been thinking all this time. That that would are be totally so different cool. to what you are thought. are totally
2: different. All right. And, and who knows, maybe next time you'll be able to have a glass of wine of your parents or hey, mom and dad, I'm going to the club tonight. Bye. <laughs>